everyone, it's Naomi and welcome to the firecracker department. Okay, alright, it's time for some shout outs and you know who I'm gonna give a shout out to? A firecracker department shout out? Is to you! Yeah, you! We have this amazing community over at the Firecracker Department Facebook group and uh, it's just full of people that are supporting each other. I started a little thread about charities and I started another thread about shopping local and they're just such a wealth of information. So if you need information around charities or local shops in your area, that's where you're gonna go. I just love this Firecracker Department community so much. Everybody pulls together, everybody supports each other and uh, we're better off for it. That's what I'm gonna say. Together we are absolutely changing the world. Guaranteed. So thank you, Firecracker. Now, our guest, our guest on the podcast today is, oh, I love her, I love her so much. Actor, writer, dog mom, Firecracker, Mary Sohn. Now, I know Mary through Second City World. She's from Second City, Chicago. I'm from Second City, Toronto. We met on a corporate gig and instantly, Instantly I fell in love, honest to God. I think she's just the bee's knees. She's so sweet and so talented. And any chance I get to hang out with Mary Stone is a treat. You've seen Mary on TV in Teachers or Comedy Bang Bang, Superior Donuts, Bajillion Dollar Properties, and then most recently in Work in Progress on Showtime and AP Bio on NBC. So many great opportunities to have a little Mary Sohn in your life. You also may remember Mary from our work in progress panel that we hosted back in July with Abby, Celeste, Kate, and Mary herself. Such a delight to have her on that panel. This hilarious lady is from Chicago and started off improv in the world of Second City, as I said, and then she moved to Los Angeles and you know, she lives with her dog, May, and her show AP Bio has moved from NBC to Peacock, NBC's streaming platform, so, so many opportunities to catch yourself some Mary Sohn. And anyone that watches AP Bio, they know that that show just, it started out amazing, strong, funny, and then it just got better and better and the characters got funnier and more detailed and she's just so funny on it. Uh, I mean, she's funny on and off screen and she's also somebody that I, I really look up to with her vision of career and balance in life and... Uh, yeah, I just, you know, I could go on, but why don't we just go to the interview and you'll see what I mean. It's Mary Sohn, here we go. You and I have known each other, I think for like four or five years. I think that magical corporate gig in Bahamas was four or five years ago. When we became the box step sisters. <laughs> it was such a bad experience, but getting to know you was the best. Now we're doing I miss this. That. Me too. I miss, I miss like corporate stuff. Do you do corporate at all anymore now that like you're so busy with AP bio and, and uh, work in progress? <laughs> um, you know, quite frankly, I miss it. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. I'm saying that. I don't really do it very much, but I like very dorkily believe what we were saying. <laughs> I'm not. No. I am so on that page. Like when yeah. we teach corporate communication to like banks and, and these huge companies, I'm thrilled that we get to share this information. I'm dorky like you. Yeah. Like I know there's some information that's really a bummer to hear because you can kind of never go back again. But I feel like the sort of stuff that we're talking about can only make it better. And I think there's value to that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Is there anything in our, when we teach improv, is there anything that you have to learn again? Like there's a couple lessons for me that whenever I'm teaching it, I'm like, oh yeah, the old listen to the end of a sentence. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And I feel like that really directly translates to like feel something fully <laughs> is I think it's very similar to like listen to the end of the sentence. I feel like <laughs> my therapist constantly is like, well, let's hold on a second before like rushing out of that. And I think I'm constantly yeah. having to learn that, like slow down, take in what is happening right now. Like pre-planning is kind of futile because we as humans are really bad at that to predict what's going to happen in the future. We're going based on our experience only. And that really gets in the way of living fully presently, you know? Oh, I'm a fan of that. 
feel something fully. So tell me what that looks like. Tell me more about that feel something fully. Um, yeah, I think like in my 20s and early 30s, I think I was really like, okay, I'm skating by. I don't have to like let anything really affect me. Nothing's going to like crush me. Um, and then right. I think there just like came a point in my life where I was like, oh, all these unresolved things that I thought that I just got to kind of skate by are demanding to be addressed and seen. And so it's been very hard because some of the things are just very painful. Um, and I think it's like, like, up, like childhood stuff, childhood stuff, but then also like yeah. um, systematic stuff about like, yeah. you know, the way we're taught in schools or just like the bias that felt like such gaslighting as kids. Like I grew up mm -hmm. in a super white, like kind of farmish town that, yeah, like a lot of the things I was feeling were really diminished a lot. And like, I think there was that sort of crazy making feeling as a kid of like, I definitely feel it, but everyone's saying it's not a big deal or that there's not enough time to look at it or that's not really at the top of the list. And right. yeah, I think that like right now with this sort of like social unrest and like mm -hmm. revolution, quite frankly, I think yeah. making all of us kind of stop and be like, woof well, what was my experience in this? And how do I contribute to that? Yeah, and what's your responsibility? Like, this is the thing, like, I feel responsible for everything. I mean, I always do anyway. But, but then now I kind of look back at my, my role and when I didn't speak up about things, when it was part of an organization. Trying is the most important part. And if you're trying, you're doing something right. Um, yeah. But other than that, I'm like, I just feel very wrong a lot of the times and it feels at very high stakes because I don't want to yeah. contribute to like, boy, like the other day, I think I was like kind of on my high horse about something. And then I turned around and said something really hurtful to my partner about like, really like contributing to white supremacy. And I was like, yikes, that me crawling off this high horse, right. slumping down into fetal right. position and saying, sorry. It's yeah, it's so how do you deal with those moments too though, right? Like you're somebody that's aware enough to be able to go like crawling away and like, and taking responsibility. Like there was a time with the Black Lives Matter movement that I was so scared of saying anything and doing anything that I froze. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of in a place now that I'm, I'm, making mistakes but you know like in this conversation if I say anything that is off in any way I'm really hoping that you'll say something and I want to own those things because I got to learn I'm figuring shit out oh god and I and I I both really want to like give that to every sort of conversation that I have and I'm also like there's only so much that I know and so yeah it feels very crazy, yeah. but I think that's the only way through it of like, I've brought this little cracker here. Well, I've got this ketchup packet. Like, let's start to put something together even if right. it's not <laughs> perfect from the start. Okay, Do you feel like you. this is all like, it's all being unleashed now because of this revolution that we are part of? Or have I mean, you been addressing it? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it must be really tricky because, um, you know, in comedy, we kind of look to our heroes to represent what we want to become. And if there's nobody representing you, you're like, I'm going to make this up as I go along. So that kind of makes you doubly powerful, my friend. <laughs> well, I think the word power is so interesting. I recently just found out that I am a triple Scorpio, which means like the sun. Okay, tell me more. Okay. <laughs> like that all three. Okay parts of the sign are all Scorpio. And people are always like, and that is great power. And I'm like, okay, in <laughs> what way? And they're like, I don't know, that's your thing. And it feels so uncomfortable um, holding that sort of like quote unquote power. But um, when it is kind of like translated to like what we're talking about, it feels like, oh, well shit, it feels like a responsibility. like the representation of, of Asian or Korean comedians has been small. Like we, there was a discussion with um, this indigenous uh, group and they said they just want to have like a normal relationship on screen. They don't want to have like the indigenous stereotypes attached to it. They just want to see indigenous joy. And I was like, that makes sense to me. So 
Do you feel like you're sort of navigating through a whole new world now with this revolution or have you always been navigating? Well, I think there's like a, there's a Korean expression for like, oh, there's a great definition in this book I'm reading. That's basically just sort of this thing that we're all like to be Korean is to have Han and Han is kind of like remorseful, vengeful, wistful, like all these sort of like feelings kind of wrapped up into one, which people attribute to kind of having this sort of oppression, um, like with the Korean War and like invasion of the Japanese. There's just sort of this DNA based Han. <laughs> and I think that has always kind of like lived in me. I've always felt very uncomfortable with things that felt unjust. Um, and I think it's always just kind of like been this monkey on my back. And then, mm. yeah, more so now, I think where it's a specific frustration is like what you we were talking about with the indigenous uh, group that would like to see kind of regular relationships and more fully mm -hmm. representative. Yeah, I'm, I'm really deeply invested in that too, because what I think is frustrating is uh, when, pe when Crazy Rich Asians came out, I know that feels super dated to talk about, but it's like when that came no, out- No, it changed people, things. Well, yes, it did. It felt like, I know for me, I felt like the swell of pride and like, yeah, it was just really exciting. There was um, this frustration from some Asian people saying that it didn't feel representative of them. So like, great, it's aspirational, but it, it just didn't feel like it ticked off all the boxes. And I remember feeling like, well, how could it? It's one movie. So yeah. Um, yeah. what like, what the global um, perspective is on Asian people right now, they have to be aspirational. Like we're not right. there yet to show like medium ass people. And I think that's where my frustration lies. Um, yeah. with the fact that, yeah, of course it's going to feel empty or hollow or not fully representative because that's literally one story. Um, right. So yeah, like I'm, I'm working on something right now and I'm trying to like show this relationship kind of mirrors my own with my mom where yes she has some sort of like older traditional things about her and she's also deeply open-minded and our relationship is both very joking and also very um judgmental at times and I I, I yeah. do really want to show all those parts and I think that's our next step yeah there's a such a beauty a beautiful complication in every mother-daughter relationship that will be infinitely relatable, regardless of race, anything. You know what I mean? It's just going to be something people are like, oh, I've been there with my mom too. Exactly. They're, like that mom yeah. relationship, it's, it's like, can you find the 75% relatable thing and then add the 25% that is deeply unique to yeah. that relationship? But yeah, also, yeah. I think like, you know, whenever you watch those like, Project Runway shows or like a cooking show, when the project involves their mother, there's just something. I know, I love it. So it's always the tear jerking time for me. Like with the, um, the American Idol, when they're like, your mother is in the room to live. And you're like, oh my God, like oh. it's so beautiful. <laughs> right, like no, they just met Toby Keith or like Rihanna, but then when they meet their moms again, it feels, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was your mom always in your corner? Like, I know this, this surprised me to find out that you at one point were going to go into medicine. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm not saying that you couldn't cause I think you could do anything, but wow. like the idea yeah. of like losing your, the, your Mary Stone comedy for like, it would be wasted in the operating room. It'd be <laughs> like, Oh, so was your mom in, the, in your corner? Which, did she like, was she disappointed about your change in direction? Um, uh, yeah, it's such a complicated question because <laughs> it's yeah. a little bit of yes and a little bit of no. Like, I think I have really had to find my own confidence. Like, I mm. think that develops really young. And I do think that it's obviously possible to get yourself to a more confident place. But I'm talking about that like sort of root like rooting when you're a kid, I think I've always had to be like, no, I do know what I'm doing or no, I do know what's funny or no, I know what would make this taste better. Like there's a certain sort of knowing that I think I was kind of born with and also a certain sort of 
resilience that I had to do for myself. I think immigrant families, it, the responsibility really lies on the kids to mm, figure it out. So mm -hmm. whether that's like, you're gonna have to help your parent do that, like fill out this complex governmental form because their English, though it is pretty good, it only goes so far. Just like if I was in Korea and somebody had like a medical emergency, I couldn't be like, this man's femur is broken in these two points. Like, I well, don't know right, those right, right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, so I think, yeah, there's sorts of like, so the answer is like a bit yes and no for my mom. I think she was supportive because there's a part of myself that's like, I'm gonna do it anyways. So I guess <laughs> that she's kind of like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I, I can't get, I can't even get in the way of that. I think now she is so proud of me and is like really happy that I'm doing something that is, she knows is a passion. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, my, I know my father, when I like did something on our Canadian Broadcast Corporation, they were like, okay, okay, now you're, you're on the right track. But before then, we didn't know what was going on. Um, <laughs> but who did you get your funny from? You know, I used to think it was my dad. He was kind of like the mayor of the Korean community. People really loved him. They would always be like, well, it's not fun unless Key is going to be there. Like, they, he just really was such an entertainer. But yeah. um, he passed like 10 years ago. We just celebrated his 10. Celebrated? I don't know. I know. That feels weird, too. Yeah. I know. <laughs> celebrated him. We were I don't know. That laughing. feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fireworks yeah i mean you, we did set off some fires remembered him yeah. <laughs> we do this in remembrance of him yeah he definitely i have that memory of him of like really being mm -hmm. kind of like the mc for a lot of different um events and mm -hmm. things like that um but then after he passed like i spent more time with my mom where i was like oh she's hilarious Oh my God, oh, she's kind of been the sniper from the side the whole time. <sighs> yeah. I can't believe I missed that. And a part of me felt like bad that I didn't always realize that she is so funny in a different way. Right. She was playing his, his straight man for all those yeah, years. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so, so like, when, when you talk about your, your confidence, like, did you, because because I read that you went and saw Second City and then you were like, that's changed my life when you saw it. Do you remember the show that you saw? Because I totally know that feeling. Do you remember it? Yes, it was Psychopath Not Taken. Okay. Did you ever see that one? He, uh, Kevin Dorff plays the devil. He, uh, yes. Messing is in the cat. Yeah. Um, okay. With the, um, Scott Adsit. Is Scott Adsit in that class? Was. Yep, I think he was. And then, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I just yes. remember being like, what the hell is this? It was just like, I, I don't know how, but I want to do this so bad. Yeah. And then were you, did you never waver? Like, I feel like when you get bitten by like that kind of comedy bug, it's like, I, I know what I need to do now. Like, I remember stepping into Second City's building when I first got hired for like touring company and going, oh, I don't want to do anything else all the other ideas of my future. I was like, forget it. This is all I need to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, I will work a shitty restaurant job. I will do whatever so that I can kind of do this. But I don't know if this happened with you. Like when I was touring, I just felt like I had that, my eye on the prize. And I, when I was in classes, I didn't think I was going to even tour. But I was just really present at that point in my life. Mm -hmm. I was really like dedicated to it. I really liked it. And like the more and more things started to kind of like fall in line and like here I am at main stage I was like so now what and it was right. kind of a bummer because I think the more and more things start to kind of fall in line and you would think that more confidence would build because of it I slowly started detaching from the art of it and the like love of it more to be like okay what could get in a show or like, what would kind of stand out? As opposed to being like, what do I think is so funny? What would I love to do every night with my friends? Like that sort of imbalance started then. And I just was like, every time I look back in TV, film, or 
like um, that sort of like improv time, I'm just like, oh, every time I focused on the quote unquote wrong thing for me to focus on, it really pulled me away from the present joy of it. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what? I am literally realizing that right now. <laughs> That's a really, no, what you're saying right now hits my heart like I think that's really important because it's so easy like you know like we work so hard like I look at your career and I remember when I met you and I was like oh and I'm not just saying this but I think you're you you've got such a specific and unique talent and it's so connectable that I'm like oh it's just a matter of time this is just a matter of time I hope she's patient so that the role comes her way and now with like the shows and all the work that you've got going on now um like, how do, how do we keep on that track? Because I think it's so easy to get, you know, the, the confidence and the lack of focus. How do, you, how, do we, how do we do that? Tell me all so, your answers. Oh, damn it. This is such a good question. <laughs> this is like such a good question. Right? And I also, I, I don't mean to derail it, but I just wanted to go right back at you. Before I met you, obviously I had seen your shows and how much you just really shined. I was like, who is this woman? She is so magnetic and so goddamn funny. Obviously very smart, but very quick to silliness, which I always like. And I remember the first gig that we were on, somebody, it was one of our friends came up to me and she was like, or he said, um, I always need this. I was like, I know. <laughs> I remember God, like, stepping back and being like, I know. <laughs> to insult oh. me to think that I didn't know who you were. Like, <laughs> it was so cool then to like meet you because I had really been like, oh my God, there she is. And then you were so oh down goodness. to earth, so chill and so ready to like party and goof so hard. I was like, okay. Anyways, I just, I couldn't let that, that go on. That means so much to me. I can't tell you that means so much to me coming from you. I really, I really do love it. But then I also miss the goof. Like are you able to be the goofy Mary Stone that you have been in the past? Like with all the pressures of like, is this the right step to take for my career? And is this the right way to present myself on the red carpet? Are you able to be goofy? Oh my God. I mean, I think that is what has been tricky because like I have, I'm, I like got to these sort of like terrible Emmy parties that now I really miss. I wish that like yes. we could go to, but at the time I was yes. just like, why do I gotta do this or that? As opposed to like, I get to do this, that's so fun. I was like, oh, yeah. and now I have to do hair and makeup? It's like, ma'am, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I die to do that now. Um, anyways, yeah. that I would be going to these parties and I was acting too wild. Cause I was like, okay, act like you've been here, act like you've been here, but I hadn't. And so my 30 something year old ass was like going to the bar, getting too drunk at these things, like dancing extremely hard. Like, okay, that's, that's cool for me. But like, I do often think like, Ooh, what, what did I put out there? Like this person can't be trusted or like, um, and then I do remember one night we got to one of those like viewing parties too early just got, ate too many of those like um, tuna crisp things and like um, just got hammered. And I remember <laughs> Jean Villapique, my friend on the show, her and her husband were driving me home. I needed them to pull over on San Monica Boulevard so oh, I could no. yak out the backseat of their car. No. I was like, I'm too old. I had to take a hard look at myself. I said, a skirt, let me take a moment. <laughs> yeah. It's that balance, of course. It's the balance between what you're talking about, like in Second City of like, what's going to get in a show versus like, I just want to have fun. Like, I guess this is the thing. Like, how do we continue to tap into our goofy side without throwing up on the side of the road? Okay. Well, I think some of it is like, um, I just feel grateful that I'm just like not in that place anymore. But um, I do think some of it is like some mindfulness before going to the event of like, hey, I might feel triggered, like I'm not enough, or I feel really insecure there, um, or out of place. So knowing that, I'm going to just like Mm. have a few waters. I'm going to have a club soda, I'm going to eat a biscotti, like let it soak in there, get some coffee in there, just like chill first. Like just kind of like knowing myself better, I think that's part of it. Yeah. 
Um, and then the other part That's is good. like, so that when I do think like, let me just rip it up on the dance floor, it's a choice as opposed to like, I'm up and like, you know, <laughs> doing big dances on the dance floor, hitting poor people that are trying to walk by to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I didn't step on this I mean, woman's foot. It was terrible. I don't think you're alone. Sorry, Meryl Streep. Uh, I don't think you're alone with that though. Like, I just think, like, I know with AP Bio and Work in Progress too, they're your friends on that set. So there's probably a level of comfort to be like your true Mary Sohn on that. But there's so often like leading up to that with your different, the roles that you've been doing, like there's so many times that you're sort of like hit your mark, deliver what they want. There's a level of just like da 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 da, as opposed to I want to have some fun. I'm going to bring the sneakers fun. Do you know that? I, I miss that. Right. I, I wish I had more ease in that department. Like, these are my friends. Like, so certain mm -hmm. parts of it do feel very comfortable. But in other ways, I'm like, this is my friend show. I have to make this just right. like the best. No like, pressure. Right. Yeah. Instead of being like, what does this scene require? Can I do this efficiently that serves it? Like, <laughs> that's yeah. all it needs. But I'm like, how do I commemorate our friendship in this? <laughs> like, ma'am. Take it so seat. much pressure. So much. Like no one is asking. How do that. I say something that can be on a t-shirt or a Pinterest page after this? Please. <laughs> I, oh. I have to do this for the brand. I have to. <laughs> because I think, I mean, I don't know about you. This might be something actually you can connect to because of your your path that you almost took into medicine versus your path into the arts, is that there's this uh, struggle between the heart and the head. So like the head needs to memorize lines, hit your mark and do things professionally. The heart needs you to be a little bit of a scamp. So how do you, how do, you do that balance? Um, I definitely struggled with that to the point where I was like having some real anxiety of like my friend, yeah. um, my friend Emily Wilson was a, writer for, um, a producer for um, Superior Donuts on CBS, and it was like a multi-cam. And like, obviously I've done live theater before, obviously I've done film television, but I remember going there and having so much anxiety about delivering like four lines. I, my mm -hmm. brain just like broke and I mm -hmm. didn't know what was going on. And I was kind of like, what the fuck? I am so old, like what is developing? And I'm like, what is developing is stakes. You know, like recognizing right. around me that people need right. me to deliver these fucking lines. And yeah. I think coming from the improv world, I'm always like, keep it light, you know, like yeah. kind of know the line so that you're nice and loose and ready for any sort of change in direction. But for me, I really understand this about myself. I need to prepare more than what is cool. Like, I think it's very cool to be like, yeah, I get the basic gist. I have to be extremely dorky about it. That's the way my brain works. Right. And my like motto to myself or like the, um, what is it that you say? Mantra is Mantra. don't be scared, be prepared. Because I know that sort of scared anxiety for me does not mm -hmm. lead to either one of those coming into play, like the heart or the head. <laughs> Like oh, it's that's a, good. a complete abandonment if I don't have myself beforehand, the prep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, I mean, how have you stayed focused? Like, I feel like you've been working your butt off for this time in your career. Like, I feel like, you know, watching the second city and writing and also like being present, but also like making smart choices in your career. And now it feels like you're I don't know. Am I wrong? Or do, you, do you feel like you're having like more recognition these days than you have? You know, or maybe it's just the limelight that's different. <laughs> I, I'm not even like trying to be like faux humble. I just truly don't really feel that way. I know that's not a very sexy. But you know, answer. you're on two, two really great TV shows though. I might just, you know that, right? Maybe <laughs> I, I need that. to point that out to you. <laughs> And you know, I can celebrate how amazing I think that those shows are and how incredible, mm -hmm. like this sort of, like I can really commemorate how incredible that, that this time is. And still, mm -hmm. I really have that like future fear 
aka anxiety about like what's mm -hmm. next and 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 if i know it's gonna end i know it's gonna end and and the, i know it's gonna end should lead me to be like so let me like enjoy what it is right now enjoy it and yet and still i'm still gonna be like wow that's what my back looks like from that angle or whatever <laughs> like oh that line was delivered so oh, like man. robotically yeah tell me your root tell me like the path for sure therapy like talking through these things with therapists or your buddies and just saying things out loud that helps so much like like what what journey do you go on so that you can deal with that kind of like i don't know we, we just are so hard on ourselves like that kind of beating up i mean listen to that story i mean like I think sometimes people just forget how incredibly vulnerable it is. Like, I'm not trying to be like, yeah. actors have it so hard. I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> but what I am saying is that it's hard in a different way. Like, I don't think most jobs require you to come so open-heartedly and to have to be vulnerable and cry on set. Yeah. That is incredibly difficult yeah. to do. And I don't know about you, but having people watch me go through the process of trying to get there is maybe the most vulnerable part. Like, I don't want you to watch my process. Like, yeah. That might feel like work and maybe oh. everyone thinks it's like inauthentic then. But like, I do really, I, I feel I have such a like rage when I hear people say good enough yeah. because that comment that literally has nothing to do with you, it, truthfully, it, it in the moment feels like everything. And I know I would take yeah. that home, think about it 10 years later, be like, mm -hmm, he was right. Like yeah. that kind of shit sticks with us, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I haven't even watched the movie. I was like, that was, it just like, I, 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 yeah, it's a vulnerable, it's a vulnerable place, but you've stayed focused. Like, like that kind of like eye on the prize, like when you're at improv at second city, you're like, okay, I got to get on main stage. Like, have you always had that kind of like, next 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 is there like is there something that you'll be like oh i've arrived and you can be happy in that i'm like really trying to because i think that's what i've been like chasing in my younger self i think i'm like waiting for the time to feel worthy and like celebrated enough that i am and i feel differently about myself or i feel differently the way i walk through this world and i'm like well i think that's the problem <laughs> like mm. that cannot come from someone else and though no. i do think validation is important to our like growth i'm like shit i think i i have to know it because yeah i think like we see it happen all the time where you're like why the fuck would someone not understand that they're worthy they've got a goddamn oscar and then you're like oh it has nothing to do with that and yeah like yeah i think i'm I'm so much more interested in the pursuit of, like um, my friend Sue Gillen always says, like live a big, full life. Big, full life is the goal, you know? And like um, recently I was kind of asking myself, like, well, what if I really believe that everyone has a purpose? Like, what the hell was my purpose? Like, what the hell? You know, like I really kind of yeah. struggled with it. And I was like, well, I think it's to like tell stories. And in order yeah. to be like a storyteller, you need more experiences. You need a big full life to experience yeah. a big full life so you can tell these stories. And if I, like just recently, I realized like back in the day, if somebody was like, you're a control freak, I'd be like, you're insane. Because I don't feel like sort of type A or like really particular about things. Yeah. But I do think I am a control freak about things that I didn't realize. Yeah. And some of that is like, well, I had a better take than that. Why'd they choose that? So that's like trying to, you know, that sort of like control freak behavior of thinking that I could do something to make it better. I don't know about yeah. you, but I feel this oftentimes when people were like, well, you're an improviser. Like, did you kind of like play around? And I have like really gotten down on myself for like, why didn't I improvise more? Why didn't I add a tag that was going to be hilarious to get that, the whole crew and cast to remember that? Why didn't I sparkle? <laughs> like, I really am hard on myself that way. And then yeah. just like recently, I was kind of like, because I think I read the damn room and I realized they didn't need that. What they needed from me was to get in and get out. Or that like, ooh, the temperature of the room was tense. We were like under the clock. So you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, but I think I really, 
I'm starting to just kind of come back to the middle a little bit about all these things. Even, ooh, why they choose that take? Well, I guess for many reasons. So I have yeah. to just kind of trust that. Yeah, it's making peace with those kind of things and being like, just let it, let it go, as opposed to taking auditions, taking like time on set and taking it home going like, well, I screwed up that entire day and I'm going to get fired tomorrow. Like, right. yeah. But I don't know. I think it's also that maybe that's the improviser in us too, that like, I always think I can make something a little bit funnier. Like even if the scripts, the best script you've ever read, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little something, something there. And maybe it doesn't need a something, something. And sometimes the set isn't conducive to that. Like, I don't know. You don't know like what some writer is thinking over there in Video Village. Like, no, I, I wrote this specifically this way so that we set this other thing up. Like, there's just a thousand things. Oh, do you do this game like when, I, when you have your show or when you're number one on your show and how things would be different? T paint, paint the Mary So number one picture for me. You know, I, I have thought about this too because obviously there's this part of me that wants to have that sort of idea come yeah. to life yeah i'd love to birth that kind of thing um there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and it's absolutely yes. attainable like yes that's gonna happen it's just it just write that down on a piece of paper and then mark it checked off because it's gonna happen oh mark it checked off okay. uh-huh like it's already it's like i went to a psychic and i told her a show that i was pitching and i'm working on and she said it's already happened and i was like oh what does that mean wow. that I don't have to work at all? This is great. <laughs> so, okay. I might, I did have a question. Cause like, how do you stay with your eye on the prize? Like, how do you stay with that confidence? How do you stay um, like balanced with things so that, you know, when you're off track, you can get back on. So I am a classic procrastinator with ADHD. <laughs> So that's, and that's my answer. Yeah. And good night. I am no yeah. here. <laughs> um, that is really hard for me, actually, for two reasons. One, I have really, I have a difficult time with completion. I have yeah. like a really hard time finishing a task all the way through. Um, and then secondly, I really waver in my own confidence and my own ability. I like get in my own way a lot. Mm -hmm. And so um, as much as I like hate how dorkily I have to do this, it's like, I think what's helped is I create doable, very like feasible, mm, like goals for myself. So mm -hmm. in this day, I'm going to try to get two writing sessions of 25 minutes. Like, great. I mean, that doesn't feel like a lot, but as opposed to just sort of this like, unfocused work where I'm like for six hours just being like I'm writing and having coffee and checking my phone a thousand times and like you know creating a playlist like this is not uh, this is not focused work so I think yeah. that is one thing it's just like kind of like having these small goals and then mm -hmm. like truly letting myself do like four New York Times uh, puzzles after that, or like play Mario tennis, like letting myself do these little things yeah. has like really helped in the short term. Um, but then also- really Yeah, being I, like, that's important. Yeah. Uh, as far as the long-term stuff though, that it is sort of this kind of like self-maintenance that mm -hmm. knowing that just like eating or exercise, um, that part of that is like, time for meditation and time for kind of like regrounding. Um, I hate that this is kind of like, people always suggest these things. And I'm like, when they're like, go for a walk. I'm like, well, why don't you go fuck yourself? Like, it makes me <laughs> mad when they're like, the grounding exercises are like, oh no. Um, but some of it literally is like lighting a candle that's like just for you to enjoy or like having a little essential oil in the hand and sniffing it just to kind of like, take a moment I think that mm -hmm. really helps with the longer goals of things it sounds so simple but I think it's so important because I often do the exact opposite like I don't have time to light a candle <laughs> it's like I don't have time for that you light the candle I got shit to do and then the other thing is like saying I'm not gonna write for 25 minutes today I'm gonna write a complete pilot and that is also 
setting myself up for absolute failure. Oh my God, you are preaching to the choir on that one. It's like, you know what? My body is going to be in full fitness. I am going to do (gasps) P90X, Tybo, something more outdated than Tybo. (laughs) Which is like, in one day? Mayor. I'm going to no. be like Laura Croft at the end of the day. I'm going to be like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, ridiculous. I will lift a car by the end of this day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, I think that's a really good piece of advice. I just think like, you know, you've worked, you've worked so hard. You have like this, the, you have everything in your back pocket, like with your second city training and with your friends as collaborators, like it's really You've got all the recipe ingredients for the right cake. And right back you know, at that you. expression. I love it. I mean, it's I kind of, it. it's exciting, isn't it? Are you excited about this time of your life? Because it does feel like you're in a place of like, shit can get done. You know, yeah. <laughs> I really do feel excited about this time in my life. Like, it feels like a different growth spurt. And though mm-hmm. the, like, work to grow has been really painful, <laughs> it has been painful. Yeah. Um, what part? Like the learning process or like the wing for your opportunities? Um, I think kind of a mixture of both. Kind of feeling mm-hmm. like, okay, I did get an opportunity. That should mean fill in the blank. And that's not what comes. It's like having to mourn that of like, okay, that's not what happened here. And that's maybe how I wanted it to look. And, you know, it, it, it's that. And also the growing pains of it, where I am really hard on myself too, is... I am so hard on myself for not knowing what I don't know and like not yes. knowing how to do what I've never done before. I'm right. really trying to like slow that down and be like, okay, I am, this is like later than I'd like to, to get into like the writing process of things, but that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so yeah, it, it feels like, I feel stupider for not knowing how to do something when truthfully, I just, just never done it. So yeah, trying to kind of give myself some leeway there. Yeah, I think but that's that, good too. It's been too. painful though, when, when I just don't know what I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel like you're, like what's missing from your life if you're trying to get balanced of things? What's the, uh, the element that you know you need to do more of? Besides yoga, everybody, we get it. I need to do yoga. I know. I'm like, I'd rather like punch a bag or like, I'm like, hit a pillow. No, (laughs) but like, I would rather do anything than that. And I'm like, why? Everyone seems to really love it, but I'm just like impatient, maybe. No, people, I I hear it's really good for you. Uh. (laughs) I know, but have you ever practiced yoga and actually got into a place that you're like, oh, this actually feels really good? Like I have gotten to that where I've done like uh, my, I've practiced it enough to be like, oh, I'm seeing a difference in my presence. And now I'm like, can somebody else meditate for me? I'm really, I got stuff to do and light a candle. I mean, like I'll fully be like, wow, I can recognize that after I am done with one of these yoga classes, the way I interact with the world and the way I see it is completely different. Yet and still, I'll be like, no, I don't want to go. I know that it's good for me. I don't have time to light a candle. Pass me a slice of pizza. That's another thing. I'm like, I don't have time to make a salad. I'm just going to make this frozen pizza. It's like, you couldn't shove a handful of spinach down the gullet. Like, I don't have time. Maybe, maybe it's all about like constant forgiveness. You know, like we, I let my friends and my family, I give, I forgive them. So why don't I just go? Well, that's okay. That's okay. Tomorrow's another day. Like, just keep forgiving. Absolutely. Oh my God. I, I do think that you really hit right on the head. I think like also with like a meditation practice, we're not practicing numbing out or like, um, like no. clearing our brains. It's the practice of coming back to the moment of when the brain does naturally start to make lists and do all those things. Like the practice of coming back, I think is really what you're talking about. Like forgiving ourselves mm-hmm. and coming back to the place that like remembers that we are but small, gushy <laughs> souls that are just trying to do our best, you know? Yeah. I, I hear you. Um, I need a story from you because I feel like there must have been a time where you owned your funny 
Do you remember being on stage or being at a party and you went, oh man, I am funny. And that kind of confidence. Um, well, I have like too many ones, just like the things that okay. pop off off the top of my head. Um, I love it. On main stage, I remember um, just like we had an improvised slot in the first act and it was something, I, I forget what the scene was about, but I just remember like going backstage, shoving my dress inside my Spanx. Like, so it just like made me have a thunder gut. And I just remember walking out there with no worry of like, what does yes. this look like? Are people going to be like weirded out by it? I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> and I remember being like, <laughs> whereas I do remember when I was like trying out a scene for the NTC when we were in, in the process of creating a new show, I had this like scene where I had like a bag for a butt. I recognize, not a great scene. I recognize that. But I remember the audience being so like uncomfortable with the thought of me maybe about to show my butt. Right. Like they were so right. uncomfortable. And I remember being like, oh shit, like, well, I can't do this shit on stage anymore because people get freaked out. But then going to Maine and being like, I don't care. And it was just <laughs> one of those moments of like, and, and you know, it was met with like laughter and sort of like this eruptive way of somebody like pulling your pants down essentially. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh my God. Know, that's crazy. Um, but then the other- I love that. And the other- feeling of like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm funny, is um, I had just gone through this breakup with this guy when I was living in Chicago. And for some reason, we like ended up at the same bar. I had just finished like a show at Second City as like a student. We had like a student show or something. And then we went to the bar afterwards where he was and was like, oh, whoa, kind of ran into each other. And I remember just having an interaction with him where I was like on fucking fire <laughs> i don't know why but shots on goal baby like the numbers didn't lie that day i just was right. firing them off and like in the moment kind of like astro projected out of my body watched myself like you know of course when it actually matters i can never show up for myself but like in this totally banal conversation with this ex i was just like i'm so fucking funny right now yeah. And I bet right now you're thinking in your head, like, how the fuck did I ever let this girl go? Like, <laughs> I might date like hotter chicks in the future, but no one is going to be this funny. Like, something no. in my head just was like, I'm undeniably funny, motherfucker. Like, I it just felt it. so good. <laughs> so good. Now, why can't that it's be like how remain all the time? But, but can you find it? Can you find it on set? Like, how, how I mean, Yes, that's like that kind of adrenaline, you know, drug. Like that's that comedy drug. So we can't have it all the time, but we can have like snapshots of it, can't we? Or I don't know, what's it like on set for you when, when you find those moments? You know, I think that's right. I think there's snapshots of it. So like um, in one of the episodes for AP Bio season three, like uh, Glenn Howerton, who plays Jack, um, we were just kind of like improvising at the ends of these like little scenes where it was just like a two person scene. And I actually did feel like, holy shit, I'm like saying some wild ass stuff that's like getting good laughs from like Video Village and stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I mean, it's cut because it doesn't actually like serve the scene. But I just remember thinking like, okay, there are times where I'm really hard on myself about like not improvising in a funny way or like not having it. And these just felt like effortless and not force, they were just kind of fun and funny. And I remember thinking yeah. like, okay, well that's a win. Obviously did not make it, but doesn't matter. But then it's a bridge to the thing. Like, like when you talk about like how you stay, you know, connected to your funny, it's sometimes a bridge. Like maybe putting a purse as a, <laughs> a butt purse might not get into the show <laughs> and might not tour for years in Second City, but it could maybe A, show you as a fearless, ballsy, performer that other people are like oh great now I know I can throw new things to her like it's a bridge to things sometimes yeah thank you that is a really good reminder because I think it's also like a, a good experience of something is also a bridge to being like but it's making me more willing to try it like because yeah. I remember that I am capable of this it is possible like yeah yeah I mean, gosh, there's been so many things we've talked about in this last hour that like stakes, like there's so many things I resonate with our discussion. There's so many. And like, where, do, how do we put the stakes at the place so that we can 
have a, a purse butt. I, I mean, at the end of the day, that's the t-shirt, right? <laughs> How do I have more purse butts so that I can get my money out of my purse butt? What's the um, smell? Yeah. Oh, um, a gazillion dollar idea. <laughs> purse butt coming to theaters when it's safe. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, no, there's absolutely a spinoff and web series and the whole Barbie line, really. There's, it's everything. Um, okay, Mary, I don't want to say goodbye ever. And I feel so lucky to have had this time with you. Same. Oh my gosh. I just Same. feel so fortunate that I have somebody like you in my world. I really do. Oh my yeah. God, right I think back at you. And any chance I get to see you, I'll take. I know we've done like a little improv together and a little corporate stuff, but anytime, like when we did the work in progress panel, I was so like thrilled to have you on part of that. And it's just you killed uh, it too. So fun. Dang, so fun. Well, I mean, that, that crew of work in progress is extraordinary. Like well, that's an amazing team. They are. They're insane. They're so funny and so good and so filled with heart. But I do have to say, like, it matters when somebody moderates with some thoughtfulness and humor and um, genuine interest in it. You know, it's different. <laughs> right. Same with yeah. this. And then, this and then uh, Kate James dropping, like, such beautiful truth bombs to that whole work she? in progress. Ugh, what How a dare drag. She? Yeah, I scolded her Sorry, later and I said, Kate is so light. kind. Right. Ugh. Like we get so kind. Genius. Enough. <laughs> Enough with your gentle <laughs> kindness. All right, fill in the blank, Mary. So to me, a firecracker is fearless. Sorry to use the word that we just said. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd like to change my answer. You're allowed to. Vulnerable. <laughs> I wish people could see how you presented that. It was so like. I feel like you just won the spelling bee. Um, okay, what do you want to be best known for? The temperature at which I eat food. <gasps> so you want people to reflect back and say, hey, you know what, Mary Soad always had a really good temperature of food that she ate. <laughs> All um, right. I like, I like it. You can add anything you want. This is well, your just time. Because, um, you know what? It's a long walk, but just that um, temperature food, I think like that to me is such a sign of somebody who like cares about the detail. <gasps> like yes, the perfect bite, like boil that thing up. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like not settling. For I love it. <laughs> yes. And I love that you explained that. My mother used to heat plates. She would put these clay plates into the oven, heat them up. We would break at least two a dinner. They would yes. crack in half because she'd heat them too much. And then put the, so the food was like hot when you sat down. Jesus. And then typical of the sneakers in the, then the toasts would come and everything would go cold and she would lose her mind. Uh, <laughs> regular occurrence of the sneakers dinner. Um, okay, two words to describe your present state of mind. Anxious. Hopeful. Yeah, I hear that. Um, if this was a movie, if your life was a movie and this is the final scene right now, what's been like the turning point, the climax of your life movie? Oh, wow. Um, I, I want to say this time right now. Um, like, I think it's kind of interesting to see, like, yes, everybody loves like a coming of age story. But I think this time right now is so interesting to see it when it's like past its point or feels like it should have happened. Like, I think it's just kind of like a, a, a gentle reminder that this work will go on forever. <laughs> that yeah. like truly, so waiting, like kind of what we were saying before, like waiting for the thing to define us as we've made it is just like, um, that's not my preferred way to live through life. So yeah, I would say, yeah. I love that. This I love time. that. Um, <laughs> what's something that people don't know about you? Um, this is so, I don't mean this to feel like so can, but like, I am deeply shy. <laughs> like, I definitely am an extrovert in many ways, mm -hmm. but in other ways, I'm just like very, very, um, I like need a lot of alone time and I'm 
I'm like very shy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this pandemic's really like working for you then because you're getting a lot of alone time. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. then also like truly then eruption of uh, like, like I was saying before, like things from my past that are just like demanding to be addressed and seen. I'm like, oh God, I have nothing but time to like really yeah. look at them. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, what's been your favorite mistake and what did you learn from it? Gosh, what a fun question. Favorite is funny. Um, you know, I was in a really like complex relationship for a long, long time. And I really think I lost myself. And though it was like filled with like a lot of love, it was, um, it was like my hard work to do to make sure I would never do that again, as far as um, Mm -hmm. like not, like I really fully do understand, put that mask on first before you can help anybody else. And I continue to have to like really, really learn it, but it's my favorite because it was so painful. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But it gave me such an important base of who I wanted to be as a person. Like, Um, even in the moments of feeling like, oh, I feel pressure to be somebody who like gets married and has babies and like does that sort of thing. I really feel like those past experiences helped me kind of like support what I already feel about Mm -hmm. like the choices I make for my life. So it was um, really complex and also really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, that's great. Uh, what helps you regroup when you're like all chaotic? What helps you get back to Mary? Um, I Don't say yoga. I will punch you in the Zoom face. <laughs> I just light a thousand candles. <laughs> and I set an intention for each candle. <laughs> My house gets very hot, but there's so much intention. <laughs> um, uh, this was. I, I feel like I oftentimes have to like jump in a pool. I yes. live in a, an apartment complex. And sometimes like if there's one person down there, obviously because of COVID, but even before that, I just like don't want to share the pool. But if I can soak my body for a second, it definitely just switches up the energy. Um, another thing is mint tea. That uh, just like a moment to have some mint tea is like a really effective grounding thing. And um, like essential oils, lemon uh, really kind of like snaps my energy back. I love that. I am so on the same page with your senses being connected. And it's funny, my therapist was talking about like how we regroup from being set off path. Even if it's just like during the day, something triggers you and you're like, oh, this is really puts you in a bad state. And if you can get into a place of having a connection to those senses, it'll help you. So like having like, you know, my friend gave me one of those necklaces that have essential oil in them, my lovely friend, Emily Churchill. And uh, so I'll just smell that. And that really helps me. Or if you can do something like washing your hands and reminding yourself of the water connection or something. Yes. So or you like are washing your bang face. on. It's kind of like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I forget like, about those things. Me too. And I, my preference, my go-to mode is to be like, well, I'm stuck. I'm just overwhelmed yeah. and I'm stuck. And I'm like, well, that doesn't feel yeah. good either. Get out of there. No, I don't have time to light a candle. Yes. <laughs> um, what's something that you haven't done yet, but you know you have to do? Um, I'd like to travel alone. Uh, yeah. My, uh, my partner tra- has traveled alone in the past and also my dear friend Poonam also travels a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, um, solo. And I have always been like, I never want to do that. I don't ever want to do that. I, I want to have like a partner. But lately I've just kind of been seeing like the benefit of that. Even like the discomfort is part of growth and kind of like pushing past it or like listening to that and maybe like going back to the airbnb and whatever um yeah i just i think that is something that i really want to try <laughs> i love it i haven't done it for a long time but i do love traveling by myself because as you, you do. said the discomfort is such a learning yeah and some of like my biggest learning moments in my life in the past has have been when i've traveled by myself 100 percent. i think there is like what you have to come back with because of your experience it's like new empathy 
<laughs> just in so for many ways for yourself yeah. and for also yeah. other people, you know, like, yeah. wow, this must be hard for people who don't speak the language or don't Agreed. know these like customs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, final question is what yeah. advice would you have given to your younger self, your younger Mary Stone self? Hmm. Um. <laughs> I know when you had asked that in the um, work in progress panel, I remember I was yeah. just like, energy like that, you will not have an unlimited amount of energy. Like be mindful about how you do that. Um, I think some advice to my younger self, um, you know, I think it would be like, you don't have to worry because you will always be a person that will jump in the pool. And what I mean by that is, I remember I was in Palm Springs like a year ago and there were all these people like not getting in the pool because they didn't want to like mess up their hair or makeup or like didn't want to look some kind of way or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm so hot, <laughs> jumping right in. And my friend also did the same. And we were both just kind of remarking, like, if I could say this to my younger self, like, don't worry, you always stayed the person who is like willing to get in their bathing suit and not give a fuck and like swim. You will always, yeah. you will always show up for yourself that way. So I guess that's what I would say. I fucking love that so much. I have this image of, I think you and I were wearing either our workout gear or our, our bra and panties in the waves at Bahamas, but it was that kind of feeling of like, I'm not going to give up swimming in the waves just because I did a stupid thing like forget my bathing suit. Exactly. Yes. Do I have a full grandma brief? Yes. That will protect me from this water. Thank uh, God I wore this underwear. <laughs> you had I could really talk flawless to you all day. Oh my me God. Yes. I really don't, but that's, that's, I like that you have the image of me that I have flawless underwear. Uh, no, I'm about jumping in the water too. I think that's such a great image. And I think that's such a great thing to put in your back pocket of like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to give up an experience because my hair is a certain way and certain things like that. I love it. Oh, Mary Stone. I'm just such a huge to, fan of oh, yours. Get me in right back at I, you. I'm a huge fan. Uh, you're just the best. Thank you. This has been a treat. Thank you. Thank you. Mwah. Go have a great afternoon. Right. Bye now. Right? She's just so much fun. She's fun and smart and talented and thoughtful. Everything. I have to say, we kind of went all over the place in the interview. In my brain, when I start an interview, I sort of have an idea of like, you know, how to how the arc could go. And then talking to Mary, I'm like, oh no, I'm on a Mary Sewn arc. I'm just going to go any which way and I'm up for it because there's just so much to talk about and one thing leads to another and we haven't talked for a long time, so lots came up. We're definitely going to check in on Mary on one of our upcoming Spark Chats, so stay tuned for that and don't forget to subscribe to our Instagram account to keep in touch when that Spark Chat's going to happen at firecrackerdept. Now, I have to say, Mary just got off social media. I mean, good for you. It's not for everybody. It's a challenge. You got to keep the balance of social media and sanity. I get it. So you're going to have to stay tuned to our feeds and your TV screens to hear what she's up to next. So if you have any messages or you want to give a little love to Mary Sohn, send it to firecrackerdept and I will pass it on. I promise you. You can also stream Mary in Showtime's work in progress on Crave in Canada or Showtime.com. We always love hearing from you, so shoot us a message with your favorite quote from Mary Sohn. And then watch for our team's favorite quotes in our upcoming December Radvent calendar. Yeah, that's what we're doing. The Radvent calendar. It's a chance to get to know our core firecracker team, but also find out who their favorite firecrackers are. Big shout out to Sydney Nielsen and Vicki Breyer for all their work on that, because it's coming together and it's a beaut. So go on over to our Instagram page for that. It's going to be one Firecracker core team member every day with a quote from a past podcast every day. So hopefully you can catch some new voices and refresh yourself on some old ones. Get yourself a little dose of Firecracker Department inspiration. Like I always say, there's space for everyone within the Firecracker Department. And if you're not already part of our Facebook members group, why not? There's tons of stuff going on over there. 
That's our central hub for connecting with the Firecracker community and where all our event reminders, conversations, and connections happen. Uh, like our sparkler department, which is little firecrackers. So if you have kids, go check out the sparkler department. Or are you an actor or a writer? Because we have the script department and writing department as well. Weekly, the writing department posts a prompt on Mondays so that you can do that anytime. Plus, we do a little writing gym with bursts so you don't even have to prepare anything. We do that on Zoom every Thursday. Come and join us over there. Every Sunday, we host a community brunch on Zoom so that new and current firecrackers looking to meet other creative people like you can hang out and connect. And it's always really fun. We drink coffee, we often wear our pajamas and have bathrobes, and that's the way it rolls. We always want to know what you're doing and how we can help you move forward creatively. Monthly, we host a script department reading series, a wellness department meditation, live spark chats on Instagram with past podcast guests, and even a movie club. Yeah, there's a lot going on and there's a department and a seat for everyone at the firecracker table. Come find yours, share your voice with the world and connect with your people. Stay in the loop with everything I just threw at you by subscribing to our newsletter at firecrackerdepartment.com. Big, huge, ginormous thanks to my whole team. I'm throwing my arms up, ginormous! everyone who's in Los Angeles, Toronto, Vancouver, New York, and all the way over in the UK. Thanks to all our core members for everything that they do online and off to make this community, this firecracker department growing into what it is becoming, which is so important to me. And from what I'm hearing from the feedback, it's important to you too, so thank you. Big thanks to Jeff Militinovic and Igor Karila for our theme music. We love it. And thanks to you. Yeah, you, the one listening right now, for taking the time to listen because we know there's a lot of options out there and we so appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. I'm Naomi and we'll see you next time on the Firecracker Department.